Swallowing hard, he gestured toward the wine. I think I need a refill. Somehow, his voice came out sounding normal. Corey thought for sure it would shake to equal the tremors that racked him internally. The glint in Seth's eyes as he reached for the bottle made Corey wonder if the werewolf knew how badly he'd been shaken by everything that had happened, everything Seth said. Their meal came and they ate in a more companionable fashion than the night before. Seth told him about his business, and Corey had to admit he was impressed with what his lover had accomplished in the last year and a half. Coming out of his brooding funk had done wonders for his professional life as well as his personal issues. Careful not to drink too much, Corey absorbed Seth's words, listening carefully and realizing what he'd known of Seth had been purely physical. He'd never known the depths inside the werewolf other than the bare bones of his life in Scotland and the issues he faced when he'd arrived in California, and the fact that they were mates. Dessert arrived without either of them ordering it. Corey cocked an eyebrow at Seth as the waiter went to a sideboard, opened what appeared to be a built-in refrigerator, and took out a number of items. Then he opened another door in the sideboard, put on an oven mitt, and pulled a metal carafe and two other small containers from what had to be a warming oven. He arranged the items on the sideboard and took out two china plates. He dusted them with cocoa powder and set toasted graham crackers from the oven on the cocoa in a diamond pattern. What the hell? Corey muttered, fascinated with the waiter's setup. I ordered this when I reserved the table and ordered the wine, Seth admitted in a low voice as they stared at the waiter. It's the largest specialty. No fancy French desserts here. Rapidly, the waiter transferred partially melted chocolate squares to one cracker on each plate. Then he put equally gooey peanut butter cups on the remaining crackers. He took out a torch and with a flourish turned it on. Corey bit back a gasp as the waiter reached for a bowl of giant marshmallows on the sideboard, and the flame almost touched the runner. Just what the knight needed, a mad dash from the dining room to escape being toasted like the marshmallow the waiter now held to the flame, he thought wryly. He knows what he's doing. Watch, Seth whispered. Expertly, the waiter held the big marshmallow on a skewer and torched it to a toasted golden brown. With a flick of his wrist and the help of a little silver knife, the marshmallow landed on the gooey chocolate. The next marshmallow landed on a melted peanut butter cup. Once all four marshmallows sat on the plates, the waiter turned off the torch, topped each of the marshmallows with a toasted graham cracker, dusted both plates with powdered sugar, and drizzled them both with warm fudge sauce from the metal carafe. Finally, he squirted whipped cream from a tube onto the confections and served the warm plates. As the waiter disappeared, Corey looked at the fancy s'mores on his plate. The chocolate sauce had been drizzled in an artistic pattern, and the whipped cream adorned the tops of the s'mores decoratively. I don't think I've ever seen such decadent s'mores before, he said as he stared at the desserts. Seth laughed. I'm pretty sure I haven't. When they told me about it, I got an instant fang ache. But I also knew it was right for tonight. Hot, sweet, and reminiscent of the simpler things in life while still retaining a decadence that overwhelms your senses. His words were as lush and rich as the dessert, spoken in husky tones that slipped over Corey like the smoothest melted chocolate, making his senses come alive. He looked up from his plate and found himself captured by Seth's ardent stare. It had been a long time since someone had gazed at him with the level of lust currently residing in Seth's eyes. In fact, he could swear he'd not seen the like since the night he and Seth had first had sex. 
His body responded, and the only rational thought left in his head was that he'd like to lick chocolate and marshmallow and whipped cream off of Seth's naked skin. Eat, Seth urged in a whisper-soft voice that didn't disguise his arousal. Then we'll walk off the calories. Dragging his gaze back to the plate, Corey cut into one of the s'mores, breaking it into manageable pieces. He picked up a gooey bite and popped it into his mouth, absently licking his fingers of chocolate. Seth's eyes glinted, but he didn't say a word, just copied Corey's actions and took a bite of his own dessert. Corey looked away when Seth licked marshmallow and chocolate from his forefinger and thumb. He didn't need the sexual tension between them to get any more intense. They ate in silence and Corey knew they had the same thoughts. Once dinner was over, then what?